0: Um, <laughs> hi everyone hey guys. <laughs> hey guys it's
1: rainbow bright
0: a.k.a kristana yeah. a.k.a someone called me chrysler the other day <laughs> they did. and i'm gonna
1: be a leprechaun
0: unicorn oh yeah you're looking really good so brandy she got her hair done clearly i did not so
1: kristana's <laughs> was- looking a, a little bit tore up over there i look I like
0: off like- the gray <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like she thinks that that quarantine also means that she's not supposed to shower or do any sort of self-care whatsoever. <laughs> oh, I look so good. Um, today,
0: welcome to the Paint Cast with Brandy and Kristana, and today we're going to talk about furniture and where you can find furniture and some of the furniture that we have found, uh, some of the mistakes we've made like that wig brandy's wearing and (laughs) (laughs) um i we want to share a couple of our shady stories with you to say the least so
1: no we want to tell you guys uh, we get asked all the time where do you go to find furniture pieces where do you find furniture pieces and so we want to talk a little bit about finding furniture pieces what do we look for in furniture pieces What do we not look for in furniture pieces (laughs) and give you guys our best tips and tricks on picking pieces for furniture? Let's just
0: use this as an analogy, okay? When you're looking for a furniture piece, you want it to look like brandy versus Kristana. I mean, (laughs) you don't want it to look like this. You want it to look like that.
1: No, you've got hot mess over here. (laughs) not hot mess. Look, I've cr- clearly <laughs> been using product. Oh.
0: Okay. So where are your favorite pieces or places to find pieces? Or what do you, where do you usually go?
1: So I think that um, mm-hmm. the main thing is that we don't have any secrets or, you know, secret locations. We find our furniture over anybody else. I go to the same places as anybody else does. Um, but I've just learned some, things to look for and be aware of when I'm looking for furniture pieces so you know I still use Facebook marketplace I still use on occasion Craigslist although Craigslist has kind of died out since (laughs) the whole murder thing yeah yeah he kind of ruined it all for us all the all the scammers like we're on to your game now okay I know oh my my cousin my bookkeeper
0: will yeah okay so that's another thing guys if you get an email and it says like my bookkeeper will PayPal you the money if you can hold it because I'm in China or the Netherlands or something. Okay. Just no, that's a scam. Yeah.
1: I'll pay you an extra hundred dollars if yeah. you keep it for me. No, no, don't do it. Scammy, just scam, scam, scam. Don't respond to them. Just delete. Okay. Yeah. If you won a million dollars from a Nigerian prince, it's not <laughs> legit. Delete.
0: It's not. And Georgian yeah. Prince well, sent me this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow, well,
0: he's I got a keeper, this. girl. I got that was legit.
1: <laughs> I got this off of Wish. <laughs> oh, it, it was used. Oh wait, it, is Wish used? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There's
0: some weird stuff that goes on there. You should see the stuff yeah. that I look at. We're like, what yeah, we this? do not find furniture on Wish. No, no, absolutely not. Okay, so, so here's so, a question for you what is the furthest that you will travel for a piece of furniture?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, so it's kind of funny because we moved last year and since then I noticed I've gotten more stingy on how far I will drive. I'm like, uh, that's all the way in Sacramento. I actually live probably about 40 minutes outside of Sacramento. Do I want to go to Sacramento? I'll try to, or I have to want like multiple things out there before I'll drive all the way to Sacramento now. Um, So I try to pick up things That's when I see That's called lazy, them. Brandy. That's called lazy. I know, but I just don't <laughs> want to go there because they have all the traffic and all the yeah. people and like- 40 minutes turns into
0: an hour and 40 minutes and it's just crazy.
1: Now that I don't live there, I don't want to go there. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm like, thank God. Yeah. So um, I've gotten more stingy about it. But the key to that is I keep a stockpile so that when there's nothing available, I don't ever run out of pieces. I can't even look at you with a serious (laughs) face. Well,
0: I'm just thinking to myself about how you said you won't run out of pieces. And not just to keep talking about this coronavirus thing, but I told my friends, I think I'm going to need you guys to like bring your pieces and drop them off in my driveway. So that we have stuff to work on for content because I can't go anywhere. And I normally go to Luxembourg and Belgium and places like that that are like 45 minutes to an hour hour and a half away it sounds like oh my gosh i go to another country but you know I now like- do
1: you do you group it with other errands though like you have to go there for another reason or will you go there just for a piece of furniture
0: um a lot of times i'll go there f- just for a piece of furniture well one reason is because we don't have a truck anymore i have a land rover so like there's only so much we can fit in there so if we were going to go like shop, shopping- did you have a truck in the states Yes. I had the, um, remember I had the F-150 that I drove through the tri- chick Oh for. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but I don't remember you having that in Wyoming you did. Yeah, I did. I just, I
0: only ever used it for work. I never used it for, you know, I didn't drive it. You paid. wouldn't just go cruise the F-150? No, no. <laughs> Unless I wanted Chick-fil-A, of course, with my trailer. Yeah, <laughs> with the trailer. Yeah. Because you uh, want a
1: lot of Chick fil A. Like, fill yeah. this up.
0: Yeah. Get it in there. So, or <laughs> if I had to go get wood or something like that. So, but now I have to use my Land Rover because it, here's the thing. Like, in the States, when we're like, yeah, we got to go get all this stuff, we got it. We need a truck to pull this trailer. No. In Europe, they just put it on their freaking station wagon and just go. Yeah. Like, they hook it onto Weird. their little will they hook it up to their little diesel, you know, Audi, and then just go? Like, they don't have trucks here.
1: We are gluttonous Americans. I didn't realize so much until we had our exchange student last summer, and then he came in our house, and the way that he looked at us, I've never felt so just gluttonous, like just disgusting, as I did (laughs) seeing the reaction of this exchange student to everything we have and use. Yeah. I mean they're pulling horse trailers
0: with okay, so there's horses that live next next door. Okay, they're I don't say they live next door. There's a field next door to my house. That's where they live. <laughs> they rent this condo. Uh, okay. <laughs> and they're they're Frisians, so they're like draft horses. And these people have this horse trailer and they pull it with their little like Volkswagen. SUV, but it's like a small Volkswagen SUV because they can't get the bigger ones here. So I'm like, they're pulling these, you know, thousands
1: of pounds with just
0: that. So, you know. So
1: here's here's what's going on though. That means in Europe, you never want to buy a used car because all the transmissions are shot. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much, I think, what it is. So we went to Luxembourg a few weeks ago and my husband
0: wanted to go to a music shop. And so then we went to the furniture store and thank God I had found
1: like four or five pieces that I really liked because so then, tell me about these stores though because you guys have is it like a goodwill yeah so it's, they're called trucks
0: so t-r-o-c and some of them have clothes a lot of them don't and they just have it's a secondhand store and I mean I think that the stuff is probably a little bit overpriced but me not knowing you know what I mean I the language barrier is something that you have to deal with. And so sure, there might be a yeah. piece that's on marketplace, but then I'm like, well, I don't know. You know? And, and yeah. they see that you're you know, an American or something like that. Maybe they don't want to sell it to you. So I just go to the truck because it's just easy. I can pick the piece. What I do is I walk up to the piece. I've got like a tag on it. I take the tag off, take it down there. They mark it up. If they if there's any hardware that goes with it, they give it to me. I buy it, and then they bring it down, and they'll help me load it or whatever. And then I'm done. It's done. It's
1: and easy. that's all worth that's all worth something right there. Right. Um, I do usually ask when I'm going to pick up a piece. This is something that's important is asking if they have help to load it because even if I'm sending whether it's me or I'm sending Sean, if I'm not if it's not two of us going, I will always ask them if they are able to help me load it. So that's right. a good tip. Like yeah.
0: Or oh, another tip is um <clears throat> there's a few things that you don't mess with when it comes to furniture. And I know that people say you can get smoke out of furniture. I just truly, as someone who doesn't smoke, I can smell smoke from five cars away. I can yeah. smell smoke on you if you're a smoker. I, I know that you're a smoker. I can tell. Brandy, there's no hiding <laughs> anymore. Just give yeah. it to us.
1: And no, so- same. I live in California. You don't smoke anywhere in California, and so I can smell it on anything, even the slightest faint smell. So on a furniture piece, it doesn't just get on the body of it. It's inside. It's in the drawer glides. It's in the back. It's inside the body. It's in your drawer boxes. It's everywhere. Yeah. So unless you want to try to seal all of that, it's not as simple as just sealing the body, and it's going to encapsulate that cigarette smell. Yeah. I just you want to pull everything
0: won't. out and and try to do, it. and even then even then even after you seal it i don't know if it's because it's stuck in my nostrils after like trying to
1: seal it that it actually still smells or if it does i i just so
0: i know think about
1: think about everybody you know who smokes right they took a shower they brushed their teeth they washed their clothes and they still come up to you and you know they're a smoker Okay. So it's not as simple. It's not that simple. Yeah.
0: And so I've had times, and and this is a thing is when I ask somebody, a lot of times people will say, you know, from smoke-free home, from pet-free home or pet-friendly home or whatever. I don't so much care that much about pets. Although I know you'd, you have had your situation, Mm -hmm. but If you ask them, and I've had times too, and this is really important. So when you first start this business, and my husband can attest to this, you go on Facebook marketplace and you're like, yeah, that piece looks awesome. And then you get it home and you're like, this is a piece of crap. And you can't, you know, you get so excited that any piece of furniture is a piece of furniture. So when you've been doing it for a while, you realize that you have you have rights, I guess. I don't know how to say that the best way. You, Furni- can, you
1: have furniture rights. You have furniture rights.
0: <laughs> like you can go and say, Hey, can I just come look at the piece? And if you don't like it, it's okay to walk away. If you ask a person, if it's from a smoke-free home and it's definitely not, it's okay to walk away. You don't have to be like Cristana and go, <laughs> go into this person's home and make them make you feel bad, And then they'll, they'll throw in this coffee you know, coffee table for ten dollars more, and you're like, yeah,
1: they'll sure throw in this, will throw in this pack of Marlboros.
0: <laughs> oh man, you know what? I've made my fair share of mistakes. Absolutely. No, if
1: if you 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 go and open the drawers, and the drawers all fall off the glides, or you know something, if you see that stuff that you see in person, it is totally okay to say no. You have to be confident enough to just make that judgment call whether it's worth your time or not.
0: Well, and and it's not
1: so much that. You know, like we have talked about
0: before, it's not so much that it's out of your realm or out of your capabilities to fix these things, but time is money. And if you are spending hours fixing those drawer glides, that's that's money. That's just, yeah. choop,
1: choop, choop, and you're not going to get it back. So you've really I noticed got- people yeah. in this business chronically undervalue their time. They yes. want to put a materials cost on everything, but they're not valuing how much time it goes. And that's something I've learned, I learned from the, I mean, a long time ago that I would rather pay $20 more for a piece and get something that's in better condition yes. than spend all my time doing repairs on a piece. And repairs cost money too. Repairs right. are money. If I've got to go buy drawer glides, if I've got to go buy wood, lumber, um, yes. new hardware, Bondo. all of those things, you, yeah, you need to add those into the cost of that furniture piece.
0: Right. And sometimes, you know, a piece of furniture that might be a labor of love, at the end of the day, you might have this like, um, like accomplishment that you did it and you made it look great. That's but overrated. What are you really making? I mean, you've got to think your business, you know, like your business, you've got to put your business hat on. You've got to put your business wig on. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: clearly, Kristana cannot find her business hat. That's <laughs> yeah, the one you know. wore. You wore that last week. Uh, It's in the laundry. (laughs) Yeah. This one clearly is just getting me through. It's getting me through. Yeah. Uh, You know when it's laundry day and you pull out the raggedy old clothes? Yeah. That's Kristana's laundry day underwear that she's wearing right now. Right now. Right now. Yeah. So what is your, what is your
0: like weirdest Un- most uncomfortable like shadiest thing that you or story that you have about like going.
1: oh my gosh furniture. I feel guilty because if my mom knew like where I go sometimes to pick up <laughs> furniture she would never support me doing this some <laughs> of it is super I mean I'll go in someone's house I usually you know will bring one of my boys with me if I can't bring Sean oh yeah that but makes I, it totally I
0: better not much better <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. What's a What's a twelve year old gonna do for me if something yeah. really starts going down? Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I I grew up in a sketchy neighborhood. Like, I'm probably comfortable <laughs> in situations that I shouldn't be comfortable in because yeah. I grew up in, you know, a not so affluent neighborhood. It was yeah, me you too. Know, not a good place and so i feel comfortable i can go in and hang with It's
0: not that you feel like, comfortable it's that we don't take social cues very good because it seems like home to us so yeah, someone else normal can- there's like drug deals going on over here, and yeah. some like crazy shady stuff going on over here, and and like someone that like grew up in like a nicer area would be like, oh my gosh, that's not normal. And we're like, what? <laughs> that's totally normal. <laughs> hey, uh, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, what up, homie Can I sit yeah. down here? What do you guys like, have for dinner? At 4 p.m., this happened
1: in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I don't know why, but people um getting rid of vintage furniture. It oh, seems like God. most of them are in. Bad neighborhoods. I find way more stuff going to the. My hair's falling off. I find way more stuff going to the shady areas than I do driving to. Like you can't drive through the nice neighborhood and they put all their stuff out on the curb, but you go to the shady neighborhood and they put all their stuff out on the curb. Well,
0: you know it's funny because here they used to have these bulk trash days where, you know, every quarter they would have them scheduled and it'd be like, okay, the 1st of April, everyone puts out their bulk trash. Bulk trash is like furniture or like, you know, just whatever. And this garbage truck comes through and it'll pick up all your stuff. Well, they stopped doing it because it just brought in too much riffraff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, everybody like, shopping in the street. Yeah. Well, the other have, have... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the other day I called now you have to call and schedule it you get one each quarter or whatever yeah that's what we have here too roxlin was outside playing and she runs inside and she's like daddy there's a stranger out there some guy was like going through our trash trying to find like metal and you know thank god my seven-year-old not that the guy would have done anything he was clearly on a mission to find metal but you know the yeah. kid is like mm, something's not right here yeah so, this
1: isn't right yeah yeah <laughs> We, um, there's a, um, one of the colleges nearby is on a quarter system. And so every quarter, all the kids will move out and most of these kids, like their parents are furnishing their apartments and they, you know, couldn't care less for the stuff that's given to them. And so every quarter they will put it out on the street and they'll move to their new apartment, Yeah, you know? And so we would figure out the times that the quarters would end and go. And if you go and all these apartment complex have like they will cordon off sections where all these kids just bring all their furniture down so they can just move. Like it's all. Yeah. Yeah. So you start learning these things. You start learning. um, Another one is uh, yeah, they do. But I stopped, I stopped going to that because um, college kids have college kid furniture. Yeah. So it's a lot of Ikea stuff. Um, <laughs> re- yeah I it's, it's just rarely worth the time you've got to pick through it but if you're I mean if you're just starting out some of those things can be res- good resources um yeah. I also will talk to people when I go to pick something up if they are at a storage unit and um you get to talking to someone and find out that they buy storage units and yes. they've got yeah you start I start making connections with people yeah then where when they agent. get something they'll just message me and say hey I've got this dresser they know I can pick up fast they know I've got cash in a truck and um, they'll just offer it to me first at a discount because I'll come fast so you make these relationships as you go too yeah
0: Um, well and then you look at some stuff like people say oh goodwill and your restore which is okay in some places yeah some places you go there and then there's other places where they're like you go to the Goodwill and they want $150 for a dresser that's worth $20 and you're like and and I've tried I went to um I went to Goodwill and I said so can I talk to like a manager like is this can, can we haggle like I don't yeah I don't even know that she's like no there's solid prices and I'm thinking where are you getting your pricing at because like
1: but some, some of it, of it I, is like what I would hope to get for it after I spend 20 right? hours working on it right exactly but then It's crazy how much it can vary Um, because, you know, then you'll go in and find something that is reasonably priced. And I found a great uh, Kent Coffee set of furniture for $70 for the dresser and two nightstands. And it was gorgeous. So I snatched that up right away, but it's too hit or miss. I don't even go there. That's not my first resource. If I happen to be there, I'll look. But other than that, I don't go to the thrift store for furniture. Yeah,
0: yeah. So what is one of the worst things that you've had
1: to deal with, with furniture?
0: Oh my God.
1: So I didn't know in my little naive brain, I've learned a lot about <laughs> what I consider acceptable. Right? Yeah, acceptable living situation is not always what other people consider acceptable. So Sean and I went to this house one time and, and the people have like passed away. And so they were getting rid of all their furniture and we walk in and it just, Reeked of cat urine, like it was a cat Um, house. Yeah, it it was in the carpet. It's in you know, where the bottom like foot of the wall is just like stained because the cats, I mean, and it's not even in my wheelhouse that this is a thing, right? I don't understand and so we brought this piece of furniture is this, home. Is this a haunted house is this am i being punked right now <laughs> i didn't know that pet urine that well number one that people had pets that would mark furniture like that because first of all that pet would be gone yeah bye uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for visiting you gotta go yeah um and then i didn't know that pet urine Will saturate wood like that. And so we brought this piece of furniture home and I was like, what's that smell? And it was soaked oh. with pet urine. And so pet urine is another they thing. Put it, in the it burn like. Yes. And it's going to be highly flammable because it's saturated in pet <laughs> yeah. urine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it smells like pet urine or cigarettes, those are definite no's for me. Yeah. You cannot run, get that
0: stuff out. Run as fast as you can, even if it's not that <laughs> yes. fast, just run.
1: Yeah. Don't be polite. Just get out. <coughs> get so, out. Let's see. What about you? What's your, what's your grossest, shadiest piece you've ever brought home?
0: Okay. Well, so there's two things I have. I have a suggestion. Here's my suggestion. So normally, like I said, cigarette smoke is a no-go, right? But I went and picked up this piece and it was outside. So it's outside, it was in Wyoming, the wind was probably blowing, so I surely couldn't smell the cigarette smoke. And so I I load it up and I get it home and I'm like, well, well, great, it smells like cigarettes. So we don't always have the time and the money to do things like this, but I turned it into a project piece. And so it was a project piece. And so I still painted it and did something with it so that I had content. And then I threw it away (laughs) because I use it just
1: for your portfolio, but don't try to sell it to somebody. yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like a portfolio piece. So if you do find yourself in a situation like that, you could... Um, you can always use it as like a portfolio piece if you, if it's feasible for you to have, you know what I mean? Like, or if you're trying a different, you know, you want to try a different technique or something like that. And it's on a piece that you know, you can't sell, then you look fine. Brandy, you look fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think my smeared my mascara. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and this is what we're talking about today. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I can't focus. I'm too distracted. (laughs) So,
0: um, so yeah, you could use it as a portfolio piece. So one time.
1: Use it as sample boards. Take it apart. You know, even if you have a piece take like a that. a sledgehammer if your boyfriend
0: it. has left you or something like that yeah. or your husband or your kids are making you mad. Take a sledgehammer to that thing.
1: Test different finishes on it. Take the hardware off and save the hardware. Take the oh, glides yeah. off and save the glides. You can use it for parts sometimes too. Yeah, it's
0: like a car. You just take it apart, yeah. like a chop shop. It's like a car chop
1: shop because it's a furniture chop shop. Yes. <laughs> and then you can you can save the drawer fronts for using for sample boards <laughs> and testing and doing live videos on just when you need a little quick sample board. But not everything has to be. And if you only spent twenty bucks on it, then you're out twenty bucks to learn a lesson. Right. But things are usually. You get what you pay for. If it's free on the curb, it's free for a reason. So check it out. Sometimes you get lucky, but usually you don't. Yeah,
0: usually you don't. So (coughs) there's this one time where I went to go pick up this buffet. And we pull up in this, in in Cheyenne on the south side, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of trailer parks. And then not that there's anything wrong with trailer, I mean, my mom lives in a trailer, so there's nothing wrong with trailer parks. But it was like...
1: Like it seems like the south side of town just has a tendency to be like a you know the less affluent side of town, like the the south side of Sacramento, it's South Sac, it's rough, yeah, yeah. So we pull up, and there's these and
0: I just felt bad because they were cute little kids and they're so innocent. And it reminded me of me because I grew up with nothing. And I'd be that kid that's like, we're hungry. Can you feed me? And my mom was all embarrassed <laughs> over there because like, we don't have any food and I'm a kid and I don't know any different. And so I'm like asking people, Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. So anyways, we walk up and these kids are like, our car's broken. Can you help us fix it? And I'm just thinking, gosh, it broke my heart really. But I walk into this trailer and it's like, the people moving out and the people moving in were all in there, just staring at us like like they were just waiting for that last piece of furniture to leave before they could be like,
1: I'm so hey. freaking, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just hand so clap, weird. it's all yours.
0: Yeah, just so weird. Some so weird. And like I said, I didn't grow up the greatest. So like it really didn't make me feel as uncomfortable as like my husband was like, This is
1: this is weird. And I'm like, what do you mean yeah. it's weird? That's totally normal. Yeah. I got their phone <laughs> number. I invited them over for dinner. What are you talking about? Yeah, you just slap hands and you get a new house. You didn't know that. And so, yeah. yeah. So What's it was, the signing a lease agreement
0: that you speak up, <laughs> <of? laughs> you don't have 17 people living. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't that bad, but you know, so it was, you know, but my husband was like, you cannot go to these places by yourself and you know Wyoming is is they're very like gun toting they want their guns and he's like I think we should get you a gun I'm like well what good's that gonna do me like I'm just going to get a dresser and
1: <laughs> yeah know. so I mean I've had people like um you, you go to their house and it's clear they just woke up at four o'clock in the afternoon yeah and then they'll unload all the dresser drawers while I'm standing there and you feel like you're rummaging through their underwear drawer while they sit there and unload all their you know, years of treasures from the dresser you're about to take out of their house. I mean, there's some really uncomfortable situations. Well, there's been a time
0: or two where I'm like, I think I might be supporting a drug habit right now. I'm not yeah. sure. I think that's what's happening. But I'm just gonna like, I mean, yeah. I think, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, like, I wish you the best and give me your furniture, because I'm leaving. (laughs)
1: Yeah, just, you just need to be on guard everywhere you go. Just be aware of your surroundings, be aware of what's going on, ask questions, bring someone with you if you're not as comfortable as Kristana and I are in shady situations. Yeah, Yeah. I will brawl, okay, I will fight you over this stressor if I need to. Don't mess with me, okay, I know how to and clap, Elise.
0: (laughs) So... Do you, are there any other things that you suggest or you tips or tricks or anything that you think when it comes to finding furniture or, you know, you had some really good ideas about if you have a crappy piece, take the hardware off. So I yeah. always, even if it's a crappy piece or not, I always save the hardware because you never
1: the screws, hinges old screws Everything. can be a specific size.
0: Yep. I save Everything. all of that stuff. I have a lot of being here in Europe now, a lot of handles that they're not screwed. They're actually nailed in. And there's a lot of, um, locks. So, oh my gosh, I'm doing a a YouTube video actually right now. And I put my YouTube video. I'm like, this key didn't work. And this key didn't work. Yeah. yeah, Old key. yes, here is, you know, in the States, it's like knobs and, you know, we've got the magnets, keep the doors closed. No, here it's, the old skeleton keys, even yeah. if it's not an old piece of furniture, that's just the way that they do it. And a lot of pieces I do, I take the, the lock off because, okay, I have a three and a seven year old. You lose yeah. that, you're not getting, you know, and I try, yeah. they're taking a screwdriver and Jimmy in it and trying to like, you yeah, no. know, break and it. And they're the simplest lock mechanisms too. I they're know. so simple, but yeah. I had to search through my entire house and finally i found a key that would unlock because when you go to these furniture stores or you go to these thrift stores and that's another thing too is you want to make sure that you have the keys that go to it and so what they do is behind the counter they have these little bags and they have all the keys and so they'll give you the keys so i'm thinking i've never had to worry about it and i'm thinking okay i have the key to it and so i'm trying to work on it today and i'm like well i got this key and it doesn't work and i've got this key and it doesn't work and i'm like oh what, what am I going to do here? <laughs> and so I'm like trying to, you know, it's like hot wiring the car. I'm trying to like break into this thing, not working. And so I had a piece that I had worked on months ago and I just threw the key from the lock in the bottom drawer and sure shit, it worked. And so I pulled it out and unlocked it. And I was like, woo, hallelujah. And then I took that lock off of that piece because
1: I was like, I'm there. with it. And there's an antique store uh, not far from us where they have just a whole box of um, old keys and you can dig through them. So if you have a drawer in your house that has a, a original lock on it, you don't have the key, you can go to thrift stores. There's even a guy that I've met at um, an antique fair who just does hardware. Yeah. He has, he will just at the antique fair, just line up rows of vintage hardware and you can just dig through it all. So um, those look at for connections everywhere you go because they're all around you and you can, you can take things and find the old keys for them, but it's, it's a needle in a haystack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know what I found that is probably the most expensive hardware on the most, (laughs) it's the most expensive hardware on literally the cheapest made furniture that people go crazy over and they will like stab you. If you try to paint it is waterfall furniture. The
1: bake. Oh. Life. Oh. The, the ba- oh okay. yeah. I like
0: waterfall furniture. You don't like
1: it, but it was. I don't like Marl- era. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> no, I, and I, I like depression mean- era furniture, but just the waterfall style is, um, I don't know, it's cheap to me.
0: Well, it is cheap. That's the thing. People are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're, you're painting that 60 year old antique. Well, first of all, 60 year old antique is not a real thing. That's not a thing. Yeah. It's a hundred years or more. So, okay, let's start there. And secondly, it was made in the depression era. So it was plywood and literally veneer or veneerite. Remember we talked about that veneer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> veneerite.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Veneerite. Not even it's veneerite. Uh, it's not <laughs> and so like you can't sand that or stain that or whatever but that bake light is that the name of it bake light furniture yeah. or, or hardware the hardware yeah the one that has like the plastic and the metal it is so expensive have you ever like looked it up on like just amazon or ebay or etsy
1: it's one of those things where when people are a fan of it, they're just an avid fan. It's like some mid-century modern furniture. Oh, if you touch it, people go nuts because there's huge fan bases out there. And it's the same with the Bakelite hardware. I, I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not. I would probably replace it. But, but I know there are people who just think that that's, it's suited for that time era. I think, I mean, I have, so it's not Waterfall, but it's Art Deco.
0: Um, so you know clearly it's in that era and I have a buffet I'm actually looking at it right now and I kept the original hardware on it but I'm thinking to myself that I really didn't ever keep the original hardware on most art deco waterfall pieces that I've ever worked on because the hardware is like gaudy and just yeah
1: or I've I've had where it's just cheap plastic painted to look like metal it's not anything high quality um Waterfall furniture is hard. So waterfall means that it's got the fronts where the the um, wood, you know, water falls down the front. It's got a, a slope, a curve that falls yeah. down to the front and it means that they curved the wood to curve down the front. So that curve in wood over time will crack and chip and peel. It's very hard to find those in, in good condition. I've yeah. done a few that are in really good condition and, and they can be beautiful but a lot of them are in poor condition that wood has just dried out and it will, you know, that veneer just pops right off the curb. So it blows my mind though, the
0: the amount of people who just really have no idea, you know what I mean? I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it blows my mind, but I'm the kind of person that I don't normally talk about stuff or I don't put my opinion in unless I know what I'm talking about. But there's so much of that nowadays. Like people put like fake news up on on social media and then they, they, put it as gospel and you're like that's a satire website you know so um, it's a meme it's a meme it's not the news yeah that was me that was actually an interview with me and I was kidding so stop (laughs) Um, but so like with furniture I mean the the people that are just there like don't paint that so what do you say what do you do how do you deal with that when someone tells you don't paint that. Or I can't believe you painted that or whatever. Like at this point in your business, well, okay, let's, let me just back up from the beginning of your business. So let's say Brandy Brandy day five gets this waterfall piece of furniture I'm using waterfall because I swear people are like crazy over or, or mid-century modern those are like the two yeah. that I swear people are like <laughs> mid-century scares me I'm scared of the mid-century people yeah like I try to stay away from it because I don't know if someone's going to come to my house and stab me in the middle of the night if I touch it with anything yeah I feel like mid-century modern is one of those that you have to be really careful because I'm never the kind of person that tells someone don't paint that but that's the kind of furniture that you really could make four times as much just polishing it or just putting it up there and letting someone who's mid-century modern
1: buy it. Then people legitimately buy that stuff. I think there's a lot of, there's not a market for a lot of these pieces of the antique market. has kind kinda of, The bottom's fallen out of it. It doesn't really yeah. exist, but there is a market for mid-century furniture. I, I see it out there all the time. It's It's still slim, but there's people out there who are fans enough to pay. We do know Good what I think it is it. about
0: mid-century modern and what it reminds me of a lot. So here in Europe, you know, people ask me, do people in Europe get mad that you paint furniture? Well, no, first of all, painting furniture is not a new thing. It has been around in Europe forever. I've visited castles that had painted furniture. And I think you and I had talked about this before that when you had painted furniture thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago or whatever it be, it was a sign of wealth.
1: And so yes, the the pigments were very expensive to be able to make paint and um, you get the dyes and pigments for it. They were very pricey. So if you had painted furniture in your house, that was actually a sign of, um, you know, that you had money.
0: Yeah, which is true because I went to a castle and there was painted furniture in the castle and that was one of the pieces that they had on display. And so here in Europe... We we went
1: to... uh, (laughs) the Winchester mystery house. So Sarah Winchester, the, you know, Winchester rifle. And if you go in it, and it looks like there's all this beautiful old woodwork in the house and you think, oh my gosh, this woodwork is beautiful. But if you go up close to it, it's all faux painted to look like beautiful woodwork. Hmm. So paint was actually used a lot to create faux finishes.
0: Yeah. And, you know, so here in Europe, there's a lot of the the younger generation, they want nothing to do with this stuff. They, Ikea, they want the Ikea furniture. So that was my point is that mid-century modern is so modern that it's got these straight slick designs that look very modern and very Ikea, very, I mean, obviously it's much higher quality than, much higher quality than Ikea, but it's
1: just sleek. Those Danish, like, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Um, So what do I say to people like that? I, I say, so we just talked about where do we go pick up pieces of furniture? I'm picking these up from people's garages, from storage units. I'm not taking them from a show place where they were on display. These are pieces that have been underloved, underlooked at, they're being lost. And if I can take it from someone's garage or a storage unit and put it back out on display and make it something that somebody loves again, yeah. I would rather do that for another generation than leave it to just degrade in a, um, in a storage. And once you once you refinish furniture, whether I'm restoring it to its original wood finish or I'm painting it, once you do any sort of restoration on a piece, it loses antique value. Antique value is usually in its original finish. And yeah. rarely do you find pieces that are in such good condition that they could be valued as an antique in their original finish. I've had a few and I don't, I know, I don't paint them. I had a, a, a set of a Henrodon desk and a dresser and they were gorgeous. They were near flawless in their original condition. And I did. I put them up for sale. It took longer to sell them. Um, I could have painted it and sold them a lot faster, but I sold them in their original condition and somebody bought them, you know, at a decent price. Yeah. So, you know, you can make that judgment call, but really you're looking for condition just as much as you are or the uniqueness of the piece.
0: Right. Yeah. And I agree. And there's some pieces that, I mean, even this piece, so like this piece right here is a, it's a breakaway armoire, right? And all I did is put some gilding wax on it, but it's not in the best condition I just wasn't ready to paint it I I needed to do something with it, whether it was put, you know, some hemp oil on it or whatever, but I wasn't ready to totally paint it. Cause I mean, there's cracks on the side and I need to fix it and kind of glue and clamp and whatever. So it's not, but you're right. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, you're going to ruin that with, this is what I hear all the time. You're going to ruin that antique with paint. Why don't you just sand it down and stain it?
1: Well, guess what, Karen? that's the same thing.
0: It's the same thing. You're still
1: putting a new finish on it. And whether you're stripping off paint or you're stripping off the finish, it's the same thing either way. It's a, it's a new finish. Yeah. So, and stripping a piece of furniture, 10 times more work goes into stripping a piece of furniture than painting a piece of furniture. If somebody comes to you and asks you to strip a piece of furniture and bring it back to its original wood finish, It's 10 times more work too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely true. So if you're you're a furniture refinisher or if you're doing furniture refinishing, you need to know that's a totally separate thing than painting furniture. So if that's something that you're doing, make sure that you are also charging for that, you know, and, and knowing your time and knowing your worth. But also if you are just starting out and someone comes to you with a family heirloom and they're like, hey, can you refinish this? And you're like, yeah, oh, I could totally do that. Make sure you stay within your real house because that's not only going to help you, that's going to help your business, that's going to help your reputation. So don't take on things that you think you can do. Yeah, you don't know 100% you can do it, then you need to not do it because yeah. you don't woodworking is a
1: skill time. in itself. Woodworking is a skill in itself that absolutely you know, takes a whole another level of skill and talent. So yeah. what are your what are your absolute no's for picking up a piece of furniture? What will you not bring home? Um so things that smell like cigarettes for sure is one. Um Do you have piece types of pieces you prefer? Like do you prefer doing larger pieces, smaller pieces?
0: Um, so I don't do dining sets. I don't mess with those. That's a waste of time to me anyway. I don't either. It's too much. I can't stage it. There's just too much. Um, if it's a custom, people
1: want to bring me their, their 12 seat dining set with all the 12 chairs and it's got four leaves. And by the time I spread it all out, it takes up my entire workspace. Yes, They're hard to store. Um, whether I'm storing it to work on it or I'm storing it till I can sell it, they're just hard to have. So I don't do a lot of dining sets either.
0: Well, I had a girl who just brought me just the table and actually the leaves, it was really cool. So the table, it was just a circle table and you pulled it out and the leaf was attached inside. So it pulled out and then it unfolded, but it, it yeah. didn't detach. It was all attached in there. So it was a little bit heavier, but it was like, then you open it and you like fold the leaf in half and kind of tuck it back in there. It had its own little cubby. So it was really cool. And so I did that for her because it was just the table and it was smaller, but it would have been like the table and seven leaves and seven chairs. Oh, forget it. So I've taken on a lot of projects. Now I wouldn't say that I regret anything because it's made me better or made me know what to work on and what not to work on and and set boundaries. Because I think that's the hardest thing for us. is to set boundaries. When you've got someone that's like, I got my great grandma's dresser and it means so much to me and I'm going to bring it to you. And then it comes and it's basically falling apart and you're like, well,
1: what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That can be hard when you're doing customs is I usually will quote a custom based on finishing, but that doesn't include repairs. Right. So if you bring it to me and it needs repairs, those are a whole nother level. Don't assume that everything is all included in there yeah. if I only quoted you on a refinishing. Right.
0: And not everybody has the skill set too. So just remember that too. If you are in furniture or you're wanting to start furniture or you're doing something, make sure that you know what your skill set is. So I'm a woodworker. I, I can... You know, navigate my uh, myself around power tools all day long. I know that you have knowledge of power tools. You've got your own tools in your garage, but um, you know, not. But it took time me
1: time to-, to get there. I didn't start out being there. It took me time to get comfortable. And there are still things that I could do, but I will go. I will have Sean do them for me. Just right. to, you
0: know, That's a key word too. That you had Sean help you. Well, you not every man is a in, mechanically inclined either. So yeah. understand that what your skill set is, what maybe your partner's skill set is that's willing to help you. If it's beyond your skill set, I mean, I can cut glass. So if a piece of glass breaks, I can cut it and fix it, no problem. But a lot of people they won't or they can't. They've got to source that out to some, you know, to a glassmaker. So yeah. just know what your skill set is and know what you can do. Because if you can't or you've or you've got to, you know, ask a contractor or you have to go to another business to help you out with your project. No, are you losing money or are you making money on this? What, what's the best way for you to do this? So, yeah. You know, I feel like there's a lot more into it when you really start making a business versus just painting a couple pieces and throwing it up on Craigslist or marketplace.
1: Yeah, but there's still solid tips in there about when you're looking for a piece, don't feel like you can't say no. Look it over really good. Make sure that you're see what kind of repairs you're in it for. Are you capable of making those repairs before you decide to bring that home? And then if you are a business account for what that's going to cost you to do that, what do you have to buy? Yeah. Um, Those are solid tips for even if you're doing just doing a piece that you want to keep for your own home.
0: Right. Well, and two, if there are some pieces that need minor work and you're comfortable with it and it's cheap, bring it home just to practice, just to practice. Fixing things so that yeah. way, when something does come up, let's say a, because I cannot tell you how many times I've done a custom or something has come up that I knew what to do. For example, the table that I just got, so it was a custom, and I helped her unload it and get it into my house, and I didn't realize that the latches that hold it together. One was missing and another one was loose. So I ordered it online and fixed it. And, but you've got to know like which one goes on this side and you've got to line. Up. It's not, I mean, it's not rocket science, but for someone who maybe has never done it before, it could be overwhelming. And, and
1: learning where are those resources? If you need, where yeah. do you go when you need to purchase hardware? Where do you go when you need to buy A certain type of lumber. Home Depot's only got so much. Sometimes you need to go to a woodworking shop. Where are your local woodworking shops? Mm -hmm. Um, So you you gain this knowledge as you go, but all of that goes into you need to think about the step up up front when you're choosing a piece of furniture. Right.
0: But uh, you know, Etsy and you know, Google is a good place. If you, you know, the last podcast that we had was about building relationships. You need to build relationships so that you can ask your friends, Hey, so where can I find this? Because a lot of our old furniture has the metal drawer stops on them. And there are people who just sell those little metal drawer stops. You know what I'm
1: talking about? The little like the little tr- like triangle ones with yes. the so the two the prongs poking. that you knock yes. in. And, you yeah. can get those on Amazon. I order those on yeah. Amazon.
0: Yeah. You can get the latches I got on Amazon or furniture legs you can get on Amazon. But those, are, those are
1: modern replacements. You can usually find something, but if you're yeah. looking for a match to a vintage piece of hardware, that is a needle in a haystack. Yeah. That is good luck. I find stuff that's, I've got one um, in front of my house now where I found a really close match, but it's not exactly the same. And that yeah. was the closest I could get. Yeah. And there
0: are some groups out there too. So the more you get into this And the more serious you are about it, you can find groups that are like furniture swap or hardware swap or whatever. Hey, I'm looking for this. Does anyone have this? I mean, that's like to the extreme, honestly, most of the time I'm like, "Eh, I'm just getting the hardware out. I don't don't care.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you end up swapping it out because then, you know, if you can find someone who's got it, you've got to pay shipping on it. And um, you've got to be prepared for that. So, you know, matching vintage hardware, I always tell people, you know, I'll try but more than likely, it's gonna either be a close match or a replacement.
0: Yeah. So we'll see how good your eyesight is when you get
1: your dresser back if you do, if you can. Yeah, do. exactly. It's like, where's Waldo? Yeah. Can you find yeah. one of these things is doing its own thing? Yeah. Which one's yours? Which one's mine? <laughs> <laughs> one of these things is not like the others. <laughs> this, this thing is not like the other. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, you guys, those are some <laughs> of our tips and tricks on where to find uh, pieces of furniture, what to look for when you're looking for a piece of furniture. Um, and those are tips you guys will take with you throughout the entire time you're in this this business. If you're doing it as a business or just as a hobby.
0: Yep. I agree. So, all right, guys. Well, that is, we didn't even tell them what episode it is. It's episode three. We're on episode Three. three. Yeah, So that was episode three of the paint cast and, you know, just talking about furniture and where to get it and some tips and tricks and what to avoid and what neighborhoods to avoid. The South side's always the craziest side and
1: (laughs) (laughs) people from the South side. Be aware aware of your surroundings. It's okay to ask questions, talk to people a little bit, know what you're getting into. into. Yeah. Yeah. Don't
0: answer that email from the Prince of Egypt. (laughs) Or
1: wherever, Yeah. We said. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, um, if you haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, I hope you'll click the subscribe button, um, and Keep you can also bell. find us on on Spotify. And we are um, working on getting this out into other podcast locations too. So stick with us. But thank you guys so much for being so supportive along the way, and we will be back with another episode. Yep. Thanks, guys. See ya.